Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman. I'm Janet. I'm Helen. And it's Mel. Welcome back to another episode. This is episode number 34 and the last episode of season Three. Woo. Oh my God, Woo. really? <laughs> Sadness. <laughs> Today is also the last day of January. And you know what? We're one month in and we still haven't had a chance to talk about our New Year's resolutions on this podcast. So we thought this would be a good time to reflect on the past year and discuss goals for the new year and how we've been tracking against them. Where has the time gone, ladies? I feel like just yesterday we were like reflecting on 2018, talking about resolutions and goals and like the holidays just passed. And now Mm -hmm. we are at the end of the first month of 2019. I know it's crazy. I feel like I blinked and then the first two weeks happened and it was like it was catapulted back into like the work schedule and podcasting. It just, everything's happening so quickly. Yeah, and it's just kind of a reminder how time really does fly and we should really enjoy the moments more, which is actually one of my goals for 2019, but we could talk about that later. So to just kick this off, let's just reflect a bit, go back to 2018 since we haven't talked about it on this podcast yet. What were your New Year's conclusions for 2018? Janet? Okay, I guess I'll start. (laughs) (laughs) I think if I recall correctly, one of our episodes from last year, I had talked about 2018. I wanted to restart yoga again. Mm -hmm. It took me all the way through like half the year to start that. But around June-ish, I did start going to yoga more regularly. And then the last two months of the year, starting in November-ish, I started kicking it up more. Mm -hmm. So that was something that I I committed and I actually am starting to get more into and that's going to continue in 2019. I also, in terms of my job... This, uh, my current job, I've been there for like two and a half years. And maybe that doesn't sound like a whole lot to some people, but for it being a new career, this has definitely been the most significant job that I've had for this career in terms of level of experience and also the development and just the time commitment. So I feel like that's been very significant for me. And the third personal thing, I did start therapy in 2018. Mm -hmm. So I think most of us, or actually, I don't know if most of us, but a lot of us that are listening are probably in LA and people are thinking that's such an LA thing. You see a therapist because it is actually quite a popular thing now. But for me, 2018, I felt like it was a good year and it was strong, but I was starting to hit a point, um, you know, probably just in my my life and then in, in my age and demo and stuff where I felt like I was hitting a bit of a wall. I was feeling a little burnt out and just kind of unengaged with my different aspects of my life. And it was near the end of the year. So this is something that I'm just kind of starting and really hoping to dive deeper into in 2019. But yeah, so seeing a therapist and really addressing some of the deeply rooted, maybe like old behaviors and patterns that start to come up as we get older and that you want to address. So that those are kind of my big three things. How about you ladies? Who wants to get Such an adult. I know. I, know. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I also, I mean, that's coming up for like 2019, but like seeing a therapist, I think that is something that, and maybe it's only because we're talking about it more openly mm-hmm. amongst at least us two. I'm like, oh, everyone's doing it yeah. now, right? But it's, that's the, the power of like words or experiences and yeah. sharing those experiences so that other people can feel like it's a normal thing. All right, Mel, how about yours? <laughs> uh, 2018 conclusions. Oh, man. Oh, thanks for sharing, Janet, and your reflection in 2018. Yeah. We actually, we, we talk about this, you know, amongst us, yeah. us three. The biggest thing that happened was my breakup in February. That seems so long ago. I know. Right? That it's was almost a year ago. crazy, yeah. I know. I remember when that happened, and like, and it, I remember when we were thinking about 
sharing my experience on the on the podcast and I was really nervous but I wanted to share it because I think a lot of women go through this and like just heartbreak you know it it sucks but that taught me so much and I think that really just set the foreground for the rest of the year for me and Mm -hmm. 2019 I realized how complacent I was Mm -hmm. when when the breakup happened when I say complacent I mean like I felt like I was just going through the motions of every day like going to work every day blah 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 not really Mm -hmm. asking myself am I happy with my job am I being challenged enough am I happy in my relationship you know so I think the the way I describe my breakup and how it affected me is that I feel awake again because mm-hmm. I think I developed the self-awareness after that time because when you're going through a breakup you're like you kind of reevaluate everything again like what yeah. I want what I need in life and how do I be independent again I think so that really just pushed me into the rest of the year and so when I say I'm awake it's just want to be more self-aware of myself and due to that I also started journaling more Mm. and March is when I started journaling I think every week or just just writing down my my thoughts again I haven't done that in years so that is something has really helped my mental health Mm -hmm. and speaking of therapy I started seeing a therapist as well I actually had a panic attack last year for the first time and it really just scared me and so I thought at that point because I think I mentioned in the work-life balance, I do get anxiety. And so just that and my breakup and all this stuff, I was like, you know what? I think it's time for me to see a therapist. And so I found one. She's really sweet and great. And it's just really nice to know that you're actively taking care of yourself physically, but mostly mentally. And that's for me is like the biggest thing. So, I mean, I love going to therapy. I think it's great to get an outside opinion on what's going on, to feel like when I walk out of my sessions, I always feel like, oh, this this feels great. Mm-hmm. And just a side note, I know a lot of people have been emailing us about doing an episode about mental health and mental health in general. All three of us have talked about it. We definitely want to talk about it in a future episode, but I think all three of us, since we just started going to therapy and we're still dealing with it individually, we want to come to a place where we're comfortable to talk about it, but it's definitely in our plans for the future. Another thing I noted for 2018 was I hit my year mark of meditating every day. Wow. I know. I was like, yay, I'm doing it every day because I track it on the app. And I reached a point on Headspace. They're like, do you want to pay for the annual plan? <laughs> and I was like, well. Like, dang, I need men- yeah. I need like Headspace for this question. Right. No, literally, I was like, shit. Because um, I had a year free of yeah. all the packs. Because uh-huh. first, I think when your friend refers, you get a year free. And it's like, it's like 100 bucks a year. And yeah. I was like, dang, I don't want to spend that on food delivery. Do I want to do that? So I was like, fuck it. Like, so I paid for the, the annual like subscription, subscription yeah. for Headspace. I'm like, you know what? This is like, I'm putting, I think it's an investment in my health. Yeah. So I was like, I'll just do it. In terms of career, I got promoted last year in May, Woo! which is so great because I think I was like going through, like, I'm still going through my breakup and I was texting you guys this whole time. And I think when I got my promotion, I was like, dude, this is like the universe telling me that I got to stop focusing on the negativity and like sulking in my breakup and just really focus on me and my mm-hmm. career. And so I got promoted from the production team to the social media content producer. It has been teaching me so much. Social media has always been a field I've always wanted to like develop myself in more. And I'm learning a lot of things that I want to be learning. So past year has been a great movement forward in my career. I guess the last thing that I could talk about in reflection for 2018 is the podcast. I think we've been growing it season by season. And one thing that personally I really wanted to hit, and we talked about it, you know, all of us want to do this too, is we wanted to be more involved in the community more in terms of like other Asian American groups, other Asian American women groups. And so we went to New York and our friend Andrew, Andrew, (laughs) (laughs) our friend Andrew hosted this really great potluck and he like introduced us to a bunch of people out there. But yeah, so we just want to be more involved, partner up with other, you know, Asian American groups. So that was my reflection on 2018. Helen, why don't you share your reflection with us? I've 
broken mine down into four separate parts. ABG was for sure one of the bigger ones because I think we started back in August of 2017. So that was already the last half of that year. This past year has been a full year of ABG. And I think the Mm. fact that we have been, we did one meetup, finished two other seasons, like that was a huge accomplishment. And it does take a lot of work. And I think just being women who work quote unquote normal jobs and also having the side project Mm -hmm. and seeing it through for a longer period of time than like two or three months does say a lot, I think, to you ladies and also how we work as a team. So it makes me feel good that we had a a good year. Dang, it's only been a... I mean, it's like, wow, it's only been a year, but wow, it's It's been been a year. year. Yeah, it's definitely one of those. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. It's growing. It's our baby. No, literally. (laughs) Two years old now. Oh my god. What can it do now? I don't know. Poop in his own toilet? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, isn't Tyler and Alana too? What do they do? He definitely doesn't poop in his own toilet yet. <laughs> He's one. My nephew is so one, one? So. one in a couple months. Okay. Yeah, Alana's almost two. She She's saying no a lot. Oh, <laughs> no. And she's talking. That's uh-huh. not, So maybe we're like, we're starting to to get our voice we're, our words out yeah. oh we're finding our voice finding our voice there we go yes. okay okay i like that one it's a better one than pooping okay. <laughs> i mean we hopefully we can do that too <laughs> get all the shit out that's what it yeah. is there you go wow. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. analogy roll tonight <laughs> all right <laughs> so then the second thing was uh for me a huge thing was traveling mm. so three months of just an amazing time in europe and being a sponge and just absorbing all the beauty that this world has to offer. It was also one of the more challenging things that I've ever done. So a couple of things that I think I've really learned is learning to you know, just find happiness within myself. Because one of the bigger things that I encountered was that I didn't have anyone to go to, no like friends mm-hmm. and people here. It was like the complete opposite time schedule. So I relied a lot on my boyfriend at the time for my happiness. And I didn't realize that I did that until I sat back and and thought to myself, wow, like I can't be happy by myself. I have to reach out to other people to talk to or whatever. So that was a huge learning moment. And I think just being comfortable, being very uncomfortable, I can take that into the workplace, into meetings, mm-hmm. into whatever it is, um, going to a bar by myself, journaling in a bar by myself. I did that. Like, so it's like, it's oh. little things, skills that you, you can bring into other parts of your life. And learning how to let go of control. I realized that I am a complete free spirit but at the same time, if I go into an unknown situation, I'd like to have control mm. of whatever the environment is. Mm-hmm. And then I also realized that that made the whatever the event was like worse than it, it could have been because you have all of these set expectations and you don't meet them and you're not living in the moment. You're living in the expectation of what that reality should be, mm-hmm. but it doesn't turn out that way, right? right? So I didn't realize that I was like that until I went through the whole experience. I'm like, dang, I just had to like be more of a free spirit and let let go of (laughs) all my control and then also just the importance of introspection and being alone i feel like we just go from like project a to project b to all of these like check boxes and tasks that we have to fulfill that we really don't have time to just like sit and Mm -hmm. and be alone and meditate and go to the therapist wait so you know you went to spain do you feel like because you i think you shared in the homecoming episode how you had a moment where like what the fuck am i doing here because like you're Mm -hmm. in your 30s now you're traveling versus like you're in college like studying abroad you're like did you feel like that was your last hurrah i Mm -hmm. there's a part of me that feels like after that i was more ready for like a settled life yeah for sure yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i mean i I think it's always going to be in my system to want to travel and do all that but if another like rotation opportunity came up at work, I would probably say no. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Although I would say 2018 was probably one of my best years because I got 
to do that you know yeah yeah and that was your number one destination stop you wanted for your rotation yeah yeah Yeah. it was either gonna be madrid london or amsterdam very different places yeah i actually went to all three afterwards and i think amsterdam would have been nice yeah it hurts like beautiful there to work it is yeah Yeah. i had a really bad trip though like a (laughs) (laughs) like literal trip yeah (laughs) i don't want to talk about that i don't do that stuff on the regular so Aside from that, I had fitness goals mm. and I've had a long running pull-up goal yeah. that is this like the third year now of trying to get it. And I think I'm close. I got a yes. chin up last year. So that was like a chin up is when your palms are faced towards you mm. and oh. pull up is palms faced away from you and works out your back more. So I got a chin up. I went to New York and one of my friends is a trainer and he was just like, just do it. I think most of it is mental. Mm. He's yeah, like, yeah. just think about yourself shooting through the roof. And I was like, I'm a rocket. <laughs> <laughs> and then I tried and then I did it. And then, and then after that, I could do a chin up. I was that's, like, oh, I think it is mostly that's mental. That's cool. Yeah. But for the pull up, I couldn't do it. So I, I think that just takes muscle. So that was my 2018 conclusions and reflections and major things that I did, I guess. What about for 2019? What are you guys excited for? What do you guys have planned? Ooh. Oof. It's already happening. I know. <laughs> <laughs> In the beginning of the episode, we're talking about like, shit, it's already going by so quickly. Yeah. I'm like, crap, I better like hope I, all, I hope I hit all my goals for 2019. Actually, something that I've heard more and more recently since it's the beginning of the year or that people are starting to try to depart from using the word goal mm. and using words like my aim or my focus is so instead of setting yourself mm. up for like a thing that you need to accomplish that then if you don't hit you feel like you failed mm. you say my focus points are or like i'm aiming towards doing this thing you know how they say hashtag goals hashtag aim hashtag <laughs> yeah. focus yeah yeah but when you said aim i just thought the instant messaging In- i know me too me too <laughs> I was like, yeah <laughs> well Janet, you want to... Should I start again? Yeah. <laughs> you can go around in a circle. He like, yeah, we love um. your voice. <laughs> so for me, I feel like the end of my 2018 was really significant. I feel like I made a lot of major changes and those were things that I feel like I'm now focusing on into 2019. So I did mention that I started seeing a therapist regularly and that is a big focus point for me in this coming year. And a lot of what prompted that was wanting to do some deeper self-reflection and uh, self-healing and make myself more focused I guess knowing how to set myself up for not just 2019 but the years ahead of that and so I did mention yoga was a big thing that I started and I'm actively doing that more and a lot of why I started putting that into practice along with meditation was because it's focused on mindfulness and it's about getting out of your head and into your body I have a tendency I know a lot of friends are like this too if you are a little bit more type a in certain ways or you can get anxious at times like I can very much get in my head and get into lists of things to do and kind of moving on to the next thing and the next thing and I totally depart from what is it that I actually want um, how am I actually feeling so things like yoga and meditation force you to stop or they don't force you but they encourage you to to think less and to feel more and specifically physically feeling in your body. And another thing that I'm doing that Mel had also mentioned is journaling. So that's an exercise that I started. And I realized that when I was younger, I actually wrote a lot. And in elementary school, the writing classes and creative writing specifically were some of my favorites. And just somewhere along the way, you know, of 
adulting and growing up, I stopped doing that. And it's actually, whether it's journaling or speaking out loud, that is usually the way that I process stuff. That's how I process my emotions, my reactions, and it's also how I synthesize and like conclude and get takeaways. So I feel like now that I've started journaling, I'm like, oh, why haven't I been doing this more? (laughs) So that's definitely something that I want to continue doing. And it's, it is an investment of time. Like it takes time out of your day to sit down, whether that's doing yoga or meditating or, or journaling. But like Mel pointed out, I already feel like I'm seeing the payoff of that, of those types of activities. And it's been what, two or three months. So I have very real motivation to can like continue doing that. I don't know. Maybe we'll check in the middle of the year and I like totally dropped off. So no, <laughs> but for no. now I'm like motivated and, and feel good about that. The other thing that I really wanted to focus on for with therapy related to my career actually is I want to get more clarity on what I would define as success for myself in my career. I think we talked about this in earlier episodes when I started out at a certain job out of college and then I kind of went through a period of like quote unquote finding myself where I fully departed from what I thought socially was expected of me or what I thought I wanted for myself and then I kind of rolled back a little bit and then you know found the career that I'm in now which is working in technology and in user experience design and now that I've been here for a couple of years I'm now at another kind of like transition point I guess where I need to think about well what are my five to ten year goals and sometimes I can start feeling like the the past me start slipping in where I'm starting to focus a little bit more on what society defines as success, right? Like titles or pay or company names and stuff. And part of me is like, okay, maybe maybe this is something that I want, you know? And then the other part of me is like, well, remember when you kind of had that big shift and you were much more focused on figuring out what is important to you, living a life that is more balanced and creative and free. So I'm working through a lot of figuring out for me what that definition is. And then the fifth thing, I think it's five. I'm talking a lot about therapy, but it's taken a lot. It's a lot of what I'm focused on for 2019 is I'm taking a little break from alcohol, from drinking. So now uh, I did a, this. A I lot think, of break. Uh, a lot of break. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, 2018, I, last year, I think we talked about this on the podcast too. I did like a 30 day. I think it's pretty popular. People do like a dry January. So when I started therapy in uh, the end of last year, I started like in November, December, I stopped drinking. And my goal is to probably do that for about six months. Part of that is because I want to be more clear-minded and more in touch with my, more in touch with my feelings. <laughs> um, and it's hard to do that when you're, you're drinking as frequently and as much as I was. And I'm, I'm sure I'm not alone. I know that for a lot of working people and especially working women, we all know that we love, you know, a little bit of wine at night and, you know, doing that so frequently and for such a long period of time, it wasn't until I stopped that I realized like how much that was really affecting my energy levels and my sleep. So yeah, I already feel a lot more clear-minded and um, a lot happier, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also very freeing, I think. I think it, it can be challenging when people are like, oh, I, I need that glass of wine to like relax or I need to that glass of wine to celebrate. And it's very freeing to know that you don't need it. Wow. That is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not dry January, it's dry Janet. <laughs> <laughs> Were you thinking about that the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting to get in there. <laughs> so that was really a long one. I do have one last. Yeah, please share. That, okay. Mm-hmm. As part of this, like, you know, focus of 2019 being about getting to know myself and what I want more, I also wanted to push myself to do more things that I enjoy just to get joy out of it and not for it to be a 
thing that is about being productive or efficient. So that's things like visiting art museums, going to art galleries, reading more books. Even if I know sometimes we get like, oh, I need to read more. And when I start to think about, oh, I need to like finish the entire book, like I'm probably setting myself up for failure. I just Mm -hmm. don't read that way. But it's for me now, it's like if I see a book that I like, I'll pick it up and maybe I only read a chapter or two, but that's okay. And then I go on to another book and I'll read a chapter or two. Just more reading things that like are interesting to me to follow through with that and to not make it feel like it has to be a goal to achieve. Mm. Um, And then also just watching more movies. Like I went, I took myself to movies during the day. Isn't it great? Yeah. Just doing more things that I enjoy, which is I, I like art and I feel like that's something that I haven't really taken the time to indulge in dang i feel like as janet's talking i was like i'm adding more i know as she's talking i was like adding more to my my list because like you like reminded me of things i'm like this is it's inspiring yeah it's inspiring. <laughs> like your career talk like sparking joy i'm like wow that's really nice marie kondo yeah, yeah sparking joy yeah. you just picked janet up and you're like you spark joy in me <laughs> no literally i was like janet in my pocket <laughs> wow janet in my pocket <laughs> how about you ladies so that's 2019. You want to go? Should I go? Uh, yeah. You can go. <laughs> yeah, Helen's saying this as she's like typing more stuff on yeah. <laughs> Let me add to my list. Oh man, I don't. Jana just reminded me of certain things. I'm like, oh, this is stuff that I actually was working on in 2018. Mm. I think to piggyback on 2018, for me, for my focus for 2019 is I want to continue to be more self aware of myself. Uh, making... Self aware of yourself. Oh. Yeah. Or aware of myself. Yeah, yeah. That makes it even worse. Yeah, I want to still be. Awake. Awoke. Mm. Woke. Awoke. Yeah. Awake. I want to be woke. (laughs) You want to remain woke. Yes, pretty much. Like, so one thing I want to do is I want to monitor my happiness every month. Mm -hmm. Like you said, joy. I want to make sure that I'm happy. I'm content because I do think we have periods in our life where like, why am I like, I'm in a limbo or I feel down. And I want to make sure when I hit those moments, I want to ask myself why, Mm. why do I feel down? Why am I, am I not happy? Like, is it because of work? Is it because of I'm not eating something or do I feel out of balance? How so? How I do that is I send reminders on my phone for meditating, journaling. So another thing I'll add is happiness every month at the end to be like, okay, mm. how do I feel? That's good. A monthly check-in with yourself. Yeah, yeah. I should work on this more. One thing my therapist and I try to do is I have this app that tracks my mood every day. Like every day it goes, how are you feeling? What I'm, is it called? I feel like I might have tried it. It's called Dalio. Oh. It has like a purple happy face on it. Hmm. It's because like back in 2018 when I was talking about my anxiety, I think when you have anxiety, you think it, you think it's want to figure out, she's like, I don't know if you actually feel anxiety. Like you associate anxiety with being a feeling. So actually mm. maybe you're mixing anxiety with something else. Mm. So tracking your mood or how you're feeling in the moment could help you kind of determine like what actually it really is. Mm. And so honestly, I, I haven't set a reminder to do that daily. I should. Mm. I've been falling off on that. But then in general... Tracking my happiness every month. I still want to meditate every day, whether that's three minutes to 10 minutes. I've been doing it twice a day. At least once a day for me works really well. So I want to keep doing that. I wanted to try yoga for 2019, which I already did. Thanks yeah. to you, ladies. Janet has um, invited us to her her yoga shop. Her, her yoga <laughs> shop? Her, uh, I got my yoga shop. <laughs> yoga class? Her yoga classes. Her studio. Yeah. yeah, her studio. So <laughs> Helen and I went to two. I'm still trying to figure out if I... If yoga's for me, if I need the right class for... It's also hot yoga, for me. so it's a little yeah. bit more intense. It's a little like fusion, fusion hot yoga-ish stuff. Yeah. But I think it's... I mean, I'm really proud of you, Mel, for trying that because that was something that you had talked about for a while. And yeah. yeah, I think it's definitely something you should explore and just try different things. Like, you shouldn't feel like you have to do it if yeah. you don't end up like... We can try boxing. Uh, I'm totally down for that. <laughs> I yes. mean... It's uh, like the opposite of yoga. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm down to yeah, try different maybe, things this year. I mean, regression out will help. I'm down. Because we talked about like ABG goals, what we want to do together. So yeah. right. we did yoga. All right, this weekend. Um, we, did, <laughs> we did yoga. 
but I, because I think we talked about it off, like offline. We're like, okay, how about all three of us think of one thing we want all three of us to do together? And Helen's thing was boxing. Yeah. My thing actually, which I wrote down for 2019 is, I would love for us, this is just for fun for me, is to us to do a K-pop dance cover video because you guys know I love K-pop. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. (laughs) And all three of us enjoy dancing. We're not like choreographers or anything, but... I know Helen and I get down at the club. And Jan- Janet, Janet was part of a Janet dance team. Part of a dance team yeah. So it's like, this will be a fun way for us to like do something together, get music involved. So I am planning on that for this year. Maybe cool. we'll put it on ABG or something. All right. In terms of health, I also want to be more aware of what I'm eating for lunch. Because like, when I used to work for the studio team at work, I had, had like free lunch every day, which is great. And I would like be like, I get salads. I didn't think about cost or like all these things. But now that like I don't get free lunch every day because my, my job doesn't get free lunch, just being like eating healthier and cleaner things. Mm-hmm. I love noodles. I love instant noodles. I love like fatty food, like whatever. I love all that stuff. So for lunch, I want to make it set. So like when I go to work every day, I eat something clean. Like mm. whether it's incorporating more like vegan stuff or like paleo recipes or something that I feel like it's clean and, and adding more raw veggies into my diet. So yeah, just veggies. trying to be, yeah, <laughs> I eat like cucumbers a lot now. That's good. It's hydrating. Yeah, it's really good. I was going to say, do you have someone at work named Leo? Is he pale? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, but Sorry, I'm like delirious. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, that's something I'm working on. Freaking Helen. <laughs> I think another, okay, I guess, I won't say it's a main focus, but something I am very aware of or mindful of for 2019 is I want to be more open-minded to romance and love. Mm. But I realized my past relationships that I, I learned a lot with that relationship in terms of what I want and what I don't want in someone and what I tend to chase. I think Janet and I were talking, single ladies talk, we're like, I asked her, I was like, what if I'm looking for things that are actually good for me? Like, are, aren't, aren't good for aren't me, quality-wise? Because I have to admit, like, looking back at my past relationships, I get, like, kind of blinded by physical attraction. Mm. Because I'm like, wow, you're so attractive, and you're so good-looking, and, like, he, they also have other qualities I really like. They check yeah. the box, right? But then when you're in a relationship, it kind of plays out differently. And... I think that's something I worked with with my therapist is like, you know, I, I think when I'm so fat infatuated by someone who's so like attractive or in my mind, I think he's so attractive that I downplay a lot of my qualities and mm. I shouldn't emphasize that in someone. I should emphasize other things. I don't want to be just chasing general things like, oh, you're hot. You're, oh, you have a good job, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, what's more to that? Like, are you self-aware of yourself? Because one thing I learned is like, I really want to find a partner who is really secure with himself and like self-aware that he's not, he doesn't have a lot of pride and it's okay to want, and wants to learn about himself and, and our relationship and chemistry is something I really want to look for. And I think a lot of people like mix chemistry with like physical attraction and infatuation, but like that chemistry could come in terms of charisma. Like that is also really attractive. And so mm-hmm. finding those qualities in someone that could really be a better partner for myself versus chasing other things that I thought were, other things that I thought I wanted. You're looking for a man, not a boy. Oh, t- totally. But I want a, I want a woke boy with a high EQ. Yes. With passion. Like, is that hard to find? Is that hard to ask? Is so much to ask? <laughs> hmm. I think I know. Right? Okay. <laughs> But there, okay, so there's one thing that, I don't know if you guys told me this, but another friend was telling me that, because I used to always want to chase an extrovert. Mm. I, I mean, I'm still attracted to extroverts because I'm an extrovert, but people say, Mel, I think you should date an introvert because mm. I think they'll balance your personality. I'm like, I'm like, really? I don't know about that. But then now. Be inter- yeah, I don't I yeah. wonder if that would be, yeah. how it would work for you. 
Yeah, so that's something, in terms of open-mindedness to love, I just want to, or romance, I just want to see how things go. Mm-hmm. I don't want to cut things off too soon when, like, they don't meet a certain checkbox, but it kind of goes with my feelings more, and, like, I wouldn't typically go for you, but why not if I feel something, or, or like, something sparks in my in my heart. <laughs> so, yeah, so 2019, I just want to be more open-minded to romance. I am comfortable now to date again, so... 2019. If that's if for romance. If you're interested or have a friend who is, <laughs> write us at asianbossgirl at gmail.com. She always has this like maybe, announcer maybe voice. <laughs> In the email title, what should we? For Mel's eyes only. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no pics, please. No pics. I don't want to see that. Words only. Let's start with words. Win her over with your with the substance of your personality first. Yes. That's all like, be silly. You know, I like a silly man. Anyways, that's enough of love. Um, <laughs> In terms of like, okay, so when Jenna was talking about joy, I think that's like, it rang in my mind. I was like, shit, you're right. Because one thing I started doing last year was watching movies by myself and I loved it. So I want to continue watching more movies in the theaters because that's the only time you can turn off your phone and really get absorbed in like a narrative. And another thing that I want to do that I liked last year was like go to more live shows. Like our friend Dan took me to a J. Cole concert. And I'm like, fuck, this shit is I so... I love J. Cole. I know. I, I was like, dude, this shit that. is so much fun. Because like I love K-pop concerts, but like I haven't really seen any other like American artist. So just go to more live events. The last thing on my list is, I guess this is just like a little small thing, but me and my roommate are starting to decorate our living room. Because we realize when we get home, I just go straight to my bedroom. I don't ever hang out in the living room. And I feel like I'm at the age now and I'm comfortable with my home that I want to make it more like a long, like a long-term space that I Mm want to feel comfortable in. So decorating my living room is something I'm working on on the side. Yeah. This is cool. We can like go back to this episode next year and actually reflect back to see if we hit these. Yeah. To see if your living room is decorated. Oh shit. It's just still just a couch. (laughs) (laughs) All right, ladies. So mark your calendars. 2019, we're doing a K-pop dance video. Oh God. (laughs) <laughs> yeah what day <laughs> to get sick <laughs> no it's gonna happen anyways helen what's your 2019 focus okay i have a couple well i think this podcast actually helped to reveal one of the core reasons why i feel so impassioned to like excel at my job and i think it's for women it's to be a person of color of asian descent in management in a company where there isn't a lot of female asian representation mm-hmm. so my biggest goal Sorry, hashtag aim, hashtag, yeah. what was the other word? Focus, Focus achievement. <laughs> um, is to get promoted this year. So I'm putting that out into the universe. Yes. That's something that I want to happen. And that would happen around August. So we'll see if that does happen. So we'll listen to this in August and we'll see where we're at. I could be really sad and looking for another job or I could be really <laughs> happy in my own job. <laughs> no, but I think that's that itself in my mind. I was like, okay, this is such a big goal just because of all the challenges that come with it. That I almost didn't want to set other goals for my... Sorry, I'm going to say goals because naturally that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, of course. Think about AIM. Yeah. But yeah, in my mind, I didn't want to set anything else because I didn't want to fail at those other things knowing how much work this is going to take. Mm-hmm. However, being the overachiever that I am, the Asian overachiever that I am, I have other resolutions as well. So one of the other ones is for ABG. I think we're at a point now where we've been doing this for almost two years And this is purely a passion project. We're going to start making merch Mm -hmm. and selling ads for revenue. And I think that's, that's important more so because we have had friends who help us with like taking our photos, photography, people who help us like editing, people who help design our, mm-hmm. our t-shirts and logos and all of that. And we want to make sure that they're fairly compensated mm-hmm. at the, 
at their technical skill level, they deserve to be paid at a certain rate, right? Mm -hmm. So it's more like being able to pay them and it's also incentivizing us to like grow a little bit more. Again, we have not been operating by making any money. Mm -hmm. So the finance girl in me is like, the fuck? Get them numbers rolling. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. so if you hear our first ad in season four, be happy for us. And then maybe we'll even like start a Patreon page or something. Like yeah. That, right? yeah. If you guys want to support us that way. I think as like naturally like you're saying that you want to get promoted, that requires a lot of time. And I think all three of us are having, we have career goals that we want to hit. And so due to that, like a lot of time is being taken away. That's mm-hmm. one thing I noticed in 2018 is that we didn't have as much time as we did in season like one or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we thought we would. I think it's because like our workload has been increasing and like, of course we want to manage a work-life balance. So generating some revenue through ABGUB it would help us a lot to like maybe grow our team to help us you know create mm-hmm. more content for you guys yeah so for sure season four yeah and that was actually I mean I think just being able to build anything self-sustaining yeah. is really rewarding for for the three of us right just to know that you've contributed to a project that can kind of live on its own mm-hmm. so. and along the same lines of ABG I think Mal you mentioned this before but continue to support other Asian women in the areas that they excel at or even shining a spotlight on them, right? I think this past year has been a movement in many ways for diversity, for Asian Americans in media, and for all of that. I remember when we first started this podcast, we were looking on Apple Podcasts to see how many podcasts there were for Asian women. And there was like maybe five or six. Mm -hmm. And some of them had been like a year of not, or like a couple of months to a year of not putting out any content. Exactly, exactly. And so now when you look at it, there's a lot. There's a, there are a lot of podcasts out there. A lot of our friends are doing it and just like a lot of other Mm -hmm. corporate women too, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's really cool. And so supporting other women to continue to do this and build this community for everyone to have. Mm -hmm. On another note, to be a better friend, I, I know that sounds very like the fuck like <laughs> that's that's one of your like new year's resolutions but i think one thing i've realized from this past year through very difficult conversations with people is that i am the type of person that likes to follow or do what my boyfriend does or like know that that is my area of comfort and mm-hmm. i want to invest most of my time in that and i realize i've lost a lot of really good friends because i do focus my time there mm-hmm. right and i think a a lot of girls, they tend to, you know, hang out with the, the guy's mm-hmm. friends and distract themselves from their own lives. And I think that's something that I fully want to, like, just invest in so that I can be more independent and be my own person and have my own things. And we can both excel at whatever it is that we're working on, the projects that we have, and then support each other along the way. That's great. So yeah. I think that's, yeah, be a better friend and maybe in turn a better girlfriend, too. I feel like I'm just listing things off, but that's no, what we're doing. <laughs> but this is good. I think it's, yeah. This is the first time all three of us are hearing our resolutions for 2019 because that way we'll keep each other in check. Yeah. Right. In terms True. of like being a good friend, I'll, be, yeah, I'll yeah, keep yeah. you in check with that. Yeah. You let me know. Helen, you're not being a good friend today. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just kidding. Now you're a good friend yesterday. She gave me some of her mince pork, dude. That's just she was hella good. <laughs> oh yeah. And I want to cook more. That's another thing. Oh, cool. Like, I always think about the reason why I want to cook more is because when I have kids, I want to be able to like whip something up for them. Yeah. You know, instead of like looking at in the kitchen. Yeah. yeah not yeah. like look up recipes and like work off of that, but just to do it naturally. Mm. So it's more like anticipating kids. Mm. Not having kids in 2019, but anticipating. Yep. Not intentionally. (laughs) (laughs) To what you ladies have been doing, finding a therapist. I feel like a lot of my New Year's resolutions or goals or whatever are very different from what you've come to realize through a therapist. Because a lot of yours are about like mental health, mental space, finding things that make you, bring you joy and bring you happiness. And I realize that my list is more like 
external things like getting promoted mm-hmm. at work, ABG, cooking more, helping other Asian American women, being a better friend. It's like less so about like personal help. Like emotionally, mm. like yeah. uh, yourself. Emotion. It's just like things I want to hit. Mm. Mm. So I think that is something that I do want to do for specific reasons, which I've shared with you ladies, haven't shared on a podcast yet. Also just for like a, a regular like check-in, right? Yeah. Just see your physical health is fine, but like mental health, like how are you doing there? Yeah. That's just as important. Yes. Yeah. Mental, emotional health. And we hit an age demographic of, you know, in your late 20s and early 30s is actually, it's a really good time to start doing some of these this type of what they call like inner work, right? Because mm-hmm. it's you're setting yourself up for before you enter a permanent partnership, before mm-hmm. you bring other lives into the world. Mm-hmm. Damn, yeah. I sound like a guru or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not trying to push like spiritual wellness and all that kind of stuff, but that's yeah. a girl that has a crystal on I her know. Table. <laughs> yeah. She's I'm charging it by the moonlight right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I did share with the ladies that um, I bought a it's citrine, I think. This is so LA once again. I have crystals. But but I was kind of using it as a theme for this year because citrine, I'm not going to get this completely right, but I think it represents something like abundance and joy and and like maybe uh, opportunities that come in or something. But um, I was also just attracted to the idea of sunshine, goldenness, joy as a theme for focus of this year. So, but yeah, I, I think our age demographic, like this is a really good time for people to to do that type of inner thinking and work. Yeah. So. And I just looked at her crystal. It's small. I was like, I can plug a nose with that. <laughs> hey, that crystal was $14. If you want a bigger one, it's like, they're, you, seriously, they're expensive. If oh, you get man. like a, yeah, they're like hundreds of dollars. I'm not, I need more citrine to bring me more money to be able to get to that point. <laughs> no, I, the crystal idea sounds like really, like I would want it. I'm but then as she keeps saying citrine, I was like, I want some orange juice. I need citrine. <laughs> mm. Start out with some orange juice and move on to the crystals. Maybe by the end of this year, we'll be into crystals. Maybe. We'll see. No, but I think it's good, Helen, that you want to look for a therapist. I think it doesn't hurt to be more self-aware of yourself, your emotions, your thought process. Like, because I think we get so swept up in the daily life Mm -hmm. of work and just like going to therapy for me has allowed me to focus in on things that really, truly mattered in my Mm -hmm. life. And so for those of you guys who are thinking about that, I mean, why not give it a shot? Yeah. But if it's not for you, it's okay. It's just something that we, that's worked for Janet and I. Mm -hmm. Helen's looking into it. So we'll see. Yeah. It's more like just normalizing that conversation. It's like yes. people used to think like, oh my gosh, you're going to the therapist. But now I'm like, oh, cool. Good for you. You know, yeah. Yeah. taking ownership of your mental health. I'll do one last one. It's to be more woke on pop culture. I think for me, now that I'm a little bit older and can reflect more on my past, I think in my past, like my parents weren't into like classic movies. Like I saw a lot of like old Asian movies, yeah. you know? So the classics I feel like are ones that... I actually saw an art class because I had a lazy art teacher and he would just show us <laughs> movies. So we would watch like Casablanca and like oh, Frankenstein wow. and like all of that. But that was the only time that I consumed that type of media. Mm. So I realize now that I feel very far behind. Mm. And yeah, I wonder if there are other Asian people, like first gen Asian people that feel that way because yeah. maybe they have the same experience. But that's something that I do want to be more woke of. So like even like superhero characters and different universes. And I know there's like a criterion, like classics movies. There's like a whole collection of them. Mm. So maybe even just starting with that, I want to get into. That sounds really fun, actually. Yeah, just watching more movies, basically. (laughs) I mean, hey, here's the thing. I think being raised in an Asian house, you're like, oh, 
waste money on movie tickets. Right. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So now when you when you're spending like 18 bucks on yourself to watch a movie, you're like, holy shit, I'm spending this money. But like, it's such a good experience to watch movies. Yeah. During opening weekend too, it's so much fun. Chan- Helen, I'll join you on that. Cool. On that. All right. On that goal. <laughs> I feel like that's interesting. As we we're talking about this, I'm like, oh, that sounds like oh, I, you're like sparking like inspiration for other yeah. goals I want to do in 2019. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like, I'll just I'll just insert this in one more for one one last time. I started watching more movies and reading more books at the end of last year, mm-hmm. but I want to absorb more content made and created by Asian Americans. Yeah. So all the books mm-hmm. I'm reading are Asian American authors. Mm. So just when I, so when I read now, I want something related within the community. So yeah. I want to continue with that. And there's probably going to be more and more of that too, more of yeah. that content. All right, so you guys are probably wondering, how are we going to track these goals that we just talked about for 2019? I think one way that we're going to do it is because, you know, we're friends. We're going to hold ourselves accountable. So probably do some check-ins within, you know, with Helen and Jan and say, how are you doing? I think it's great we have this episode as a reference for our goal. So we're going to say our accountability is everyone listening. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Oh, shoot, is everyone and all listeners. I'll but yeah. Like, Mel, is your boy just hot or is he <laughs> more than hot? I mean, you'll see, right? I'll just bring him around, right? <laughs> But yeah, I think one way that will really help you and your friends, you know, make sure you guys are in line with your goals is like keep yourselves accountable. Like check in every month, every two months to make sure that they're on track. And, you know, don't put, don't, don't put too much pressure on it, but then just have like, I think monthly check-ins are good. And I think also beyond having friends, if you have specific goals, like doing them in any type of group setting helps keep you accountable. Like we've seen that with the podcast, yeah. right? Having a team with each other, like we've been able to achieve and keep it going. So for example, my thing of yoga, like I, instead of doing yoga by myself in my apartment, even though that was an option at a time, like sometimes I would watch YouTube videos, I could do it that way. But going to a studio and then seeing the same people over and over, like building that sense of community, it's more likely that I'm going to continue doing it. So maybe find classes or, yeah. you know, groups of people. That's true. And I, I don't know about you guys, but one thing that really helped me like keep up with meditation and journaling is literally setting a reminder on my phone mm-hmm. because I'm someone that hates notifications. So when I see that pop up, I'm like, crap, it's just a little mental. Note. like, okay, noted. I need to do squeeze in a 10 minute meditation. Reminders on your phone help, especially on those people on the go. I think also sharing your resolutions with your friends. I feel like, I feel like nowadays with social media, like you see one person share it and then you see someone like that, someone else sees it and they're like, oh, I can share mine. I can be vulnerable and open with it too. And so now this year felt like there were a lot of resolutions out there, mm-hmm. but I wonder if people are actually having conversations with their friends directly to yeah, say, this is what face. I want to do. Yeah. Keep me accountable for yeah. it. Deepen your relationship by, by doing that. That's true, yeah. actually, because you're being more vulnerable with your mm-hmm. friendships mm-hmm. By, by sharing. Mm-hmm. I feel like I learned a lot. But I feel like I learned a lot about your growth in 2018. I'm really, mm-hmm. it's nice to see how far you guys have come. Mm. you know and like you guys are woke and like and knowing that these are things that you want to work on and continue on working on new things in 2019 and I think surrounding like for me it's just like a reminder like I like to surround myself with people that are also trying to push themselves to do yeah. something yeah. good because it it pushes me yeah to yeah. be even better and more woke very true yeah. All right, so I guess this wraps up the last episode for season three. Holy shit, you guys. 34 episodes. That's a lot. No, but it's crazy because I literally remember prepping for launch of season three. Like, we're in Janet's place, like, picking out clothes for the photo shoot, like, figuring out our episode title. So it always feels like a whirlwind when we start a new season. And just crazy to think that we're, we're done. Like, what? 
Just so you guys know, we did mention we're going to take a little break because, you know, hey, we got to like, we got to recharge with the crystals and stuff. Um, <laughs> our goal is to come back with you guys in the fresh season for May because that is Asian Pacific Heritage Month. So I thought that'd be really great for us to come yes. back with you guys. I think this is the first time we're like committing to a start date. So we're, you're, you heard it here. Keep us accountable. We're starting in May. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Helen. We are for, for May, for, for Asian Pacific Heritage Month. But please stay connected with us. We have so many things that are going to be coming out. Uh, we are starting merch. You guys, we're freaking stoked about the design. And we just want you guys to be as excited as we are. Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, the last thing that we have coming up is we have a meetup this weekend. You got to look at our faces. Oh, my person. God. Our faces. It's so weird. Not just our like, voices. You guys just know our voice. Now you just put a face to a our face voice. face to the voice. So this meetup is happening in Los Angeles, in downtown Los Angeles. It's going to be at the Indigo Hotel. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it will be at a place called 18 Social around 7.30 p.m.? I think it's, I think it's like 7 to 10. So seven? just 7-ish okay. to 10-ish. Yeah. 7.30. Let's yeah. say 7. Give us yeah. some time. <laughs> um, just please know, even though it's called 18 Social, it's 21 and over. So we're, we're having a happy hour there. So apologies for the ones that are our listeners who are younger than 21. We'll try to host another event soon for you guys in other locations as well. So bring your IDs. We're going to have some cocktails. We'll chat. For those of you guys who are locals, please come and say hi. We would love to see your faces. Yes. And also for us to put a face to your listeners and your like to your ears. <laughs> yeah, or something. Face to your ears. <laughs> So if you enjoyed this episode and you want to share with us some of your 2019, not goals, but aims or focuses, go ahead and leave us a comment on our most recent IG post. Our handle is at Asian Boss Girl. So that wraps up the end of this episode and the end of the season. If you're missing us, we have a whole collection of 33 past episodes that you can listen to, re-listen to, you know, keep giving us ratings and comments. Yes, (laughs) we love them. iTunes, Spotify, we are on all the different platforms. And we will see you back in uh, in May. Yeah, yes. or in LA for the meetup this weekend. Yes. <laughs> yes. May or LA. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. See you next season. Bye. Bye.